Hey, this is Yuji Okamoto from Karate Kid 2. I played the character of Chosen, so you keep for your collection. Welcome to another episode of Cobra Kai Companion, and I am on cloud nine. <laughs> As am I, sir. But more importantly, what's your name? Uh, my name is Peter. And I am Tom. And we host a show that covers the Cobra Kai television show on YouTube. And uh, we also interview cast members from the Cobra Kai universe, the Karate Kid universe, you know, all of the anything involved with Mr. Miyagi, basically. Essentially, yeah. Yeah. And today we have a very special interview, one with Yuji Okamoto, who played Chosen Taguchi from the Karate Kid Part 2. Someone who scared me so, <laughs> so badly as a child. You share that story? I did. Yeah, this interview was really special to me just because um, Mr. Okamoto, he, part two, first of all, is is one that I watch more than the first movie, you know. Um, really? I, I'm not sh- yeah, I'm not sure if I uh, ever said that on inter- any, of our, any of our reviews or anything, but uh, I really grew up on part two. And, you know, there was no knock on part one or anything like that. But Tom, you know, even as a kid, I was like, wow, these people look like me. You know, and the character of Chosen, yeah, he was a bad guy, but he also kind of reminded me of my uncle. My uncle was about the same age. My uncle also worked out. So when Chosen rips off his shirt, I was like, yeah, he's buff just like my uncle. And my uncle. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. My uncle is somebody that I, you know, looked up to. Uh, You can say idolized because I'm the big brother and he was like a big brother to me because. There was a big age difference between him and my father. So even my dad was kind of kind of like a father figure to him. Okay. And um, I remember, you know, we we would watch these uh, movies together, you know, uh, more so The Karate Kid Part 2. And I don't know, I, I just kind of remember him like uh, uh, my uncle is very playful, kind of like the chosen character, you know, and sometimes you, you don't know if he's serious or he's um playing so i don't know I, I saw some similarities in the character of chosen and, and my uncle so uh you know i'm not gonna talk about my uncle's character or anything <laughs> like that but uh you know it, that's essentially chosen was my uncle okay yeah uh i mean whereas, i can't say that my uh, uncle tried to kill anybody I, I, but <laughs> i i just think of chosen as the guy that scared the Oh my God! <laughs> well, you know, listen to the interviewing, and you you'll find out. Yeah, I mean, my uncle scared people too. Uh, it, it's just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm. I'll be honest, but uh, yeah, it's this was. I mean, he was a joy to have on the show. Uh, he has some great stories. Definitely some relatability to me, uh, growing up Asian American myself. Yeah, and you know what? I I, I definitely. His parents might be some of the coolest parents that we've ever heard about on this show, I think. Yeah, and, you know, uh, obviously he's uh, older than I, and so I think that's even cooler for the time. You know, I, I I can't speak for his parents, but with mine, you know, coming from Laos and 
back in the 80s, I think things were very different. We we hadn't quite been westernized yet. And so I think for Mr. Okamoto's parents to be very supportive at that time in his life, I think that's super awesome. You know, I'm glad you said that because I'm just looking at this as like a third or fourth generation American. Uh, education is very important. And I could imagine my father's reaction to what my, uh, it would be like if I decided to be an actor, uh-huh. uh, but to be like a first generation American, I, 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 could, I, I can't even imagine that. So it, it just makes me really uh, admire his parents that much more. And, and also, he's done so much in his life. I mean, not only has he continuously acted in over three decades, but he also owns a, a restaurant chain. I, I guess you can call it a chain because he's got like two locations in Washington. Wow. Yeah. Good, we, we, good for him. Well, yeah. Unfortunately, we didn't have uh, too much time with him. Uh, obviously, we could have picked his brain about everything. I mean, this man has lived quite a life. And, uh, you know, we wanted to keep it to, you know, the Karate Kid universe. So the, we. The big bullet points. Yes. Exactly. So um, this is our conversation. Hello. Is this Peter? This is Peter. Hey, how you doing? Good. I also have my co-host Tom on the call. Oh, Hi. Hey, Excellent. It's great to meet you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Same here. Um, do you have any questions for us before we get started? Uh, no, not really. Okay. All right. We just uh we just jump right in. I'm I'm good. I'm game. Okay. All right, Tom. So, I've read that you've played basketball and baseball. What was it that made you decide to take up acting and theater instead of pursuing a career in athletics? Well, it's funny because uh, when I read that, I think it was on Wikipedia or something. I said, wait a second. I mean, I played Little League and I played, you know, pickup ball. I played some, (laughs) you know, uh, scrimmages with the high school guys. But I was just, you know, too busy to pursue any any sports because I, you know, was studying Japanese and, you know, uh, after, after, um, you know, regular, uh, language schools, I, I, I went to uh, an actual Japanese school after. So, um, my, my time was full and I was in the boy Scouts. Uh, by the way, I was an Eagle Scout. Oh, oh, wow. Congratulations. Yeah. I got Thank into you. Eagle Hard, <laughs> <laughs> Hard to believe that though, knowing the characters I played. So I, I don't know. I just, uh, you know, coming from a, a conservative family, um, I was a shy kid. And so I was trying to find something to kind of uh, kind of break me out of the shell and all that stuff. So, you know, I, I chose acting because, you know, it seemed like the right choice. Uh, you know, I was going to uh, Cal State Fullerton at the time. And, um, you know, my parents, of course, uh, wanted me to be a good Japanese boy and, and get a college degree, which I said, you know what, ain't going to happen. So I, I kind of left college with about a year left or maybe a uh, couple semesters. And I just said, I'm, I'm moving on. I'm going to go to uh, acting school. And so that's, that's kind of what happened. So I went to East West players uh, and I started there back in 1979. So yeah, it was a it was a long time ago, and um, started taking 
acting classes with East West. And, and then eventually I started, you know, doing um, act, other acting workshops. And, you know, it was just great experience for me because it kind of broke me out of that, that kind of shy shell. And, um, you know, I just started doing theater and then uh, got an agent through doing theater and then started getting sent out and uh, started doing film and television. Now, can I uh, can I ask a, a real quick follow up question? Real quick, you mentioned that uh, you were reading on Wikipedia about uh, your athletic career. How how odd is it having uh, that out there on Wikipedia? And do you ever look at your Wikipedia entry and go, "Wait a second, that that's not true"? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It just it is what it is. You know, you know, people gather their information somehow, but. You know, you're, you're always going to run into stuff that you go, wait a second, where'd that come from? You know, so it's part of the part for the course because of what I do. You're in the public eye and, and uh, sometimes they, they stay, say stuff that is not really accurate without doing research. You, you, you mentioned that, uh, you know, your parents, uh, you know, wanted you to have a degree. Uh, that must have been a very difficult uh, decision to make and well, to tell them that as well, because I'm, I'm second generation uh, Asian American, and I understand the pressure coming from the parents wanting, uh, you know, me especially to, you know, have a better life than they did before they came over. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think uh, for me, it was it was it was tough to, you know, but I think you you have to follow your dreams sometimes. And um, uh, as uh, the irony is, okay, so when I told them that I want to be an actor, which was tough in itself, but they were actually very supportive. They said, well, if it's something that you really, really are passionate about and going to give a hundred percent, then uh, we're, we're behind you, which kind of shocked me because awesome. you know, here I thought, you know, they, they wanted me to, to go another route and, you know, I just kind of was doing it for them. But, you know, when I showed that I was really, you know, serious about the craft and working as an actor and doing it the right way, then, you know, they were, they were behind me. And, you know, after I had some success, you know, the, they, they, my mom came to the set. I think it what maybe it was my first actual gig on a on a maybe on a soap opera or something. And she actually came to the 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 set, and we were um, we had all this trailer set up, and then she actually came and took a camera and took a picture of <laughs> the door of the of the honey wagon. I thought, oh my god, that's embarrassing, but that's cool. So it, it was really quite an eye-opening experience because I never expected them to be supportive of um, what what I what I wanted to be was an artist. And fast forward when I got Karate Kid, the hilarious part was when I was doing these interviews for you know Team Beat, Tiger Beat, you know these team magazines, oh, you, know, you know those things. And um, my dad actually went to the grocery store. And bought the magazines. <laughs> yeah. And you can imagine this Issei Japanese man going to the check stand and, and buying these Team Beat Tiger Beat magazines. It was pretty hilarious. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I don't want this to sound inappropriate, but your parents just sound so dang cool. Oh, so yeah. So cool. Yeah. Very supportive. Yeah, I, 
Yeah. I mean, you know, they're tough as nails, you know, because there's, uh, you know, high expectations. Mm -hmm. uh, don't bring dishonor to the family kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I think, you know, they understood how important it is um, for their children to be not only um, happy, but to pursue what they feel is right for them. You know, as long as that wasn't breaking the law or down in some alley shooting up drugs, then, you know, they were all for it. Uh, you've made countless appearances in TV and film over three decades. Uh, how were you able to continue to book so many roles? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, it's partially luck. It's being at the right place at the right time. It's, you know, hard work. Um, you know, it's just, uh, it's such a subjective thing that, you know, when, when you go to audition, uh, for any role, it, it's, it's not a competition, really. It, if you look at it that way, then you, you'll never, you know, work because you're always constantly worrying about, oh, so-and-so's here, wonder what they're going to do and blah, blah, blah. So if you're worried about all that stuff, you're losing focus on what you're there to do, which is, you know, bring it and performing and focusing on what you've worked on, you know, with the character. So I think it's, um, you know, pretty funny when I hear, yeah, it's really competitive. This and that. Well, yeah, it is. But you'll, you should only focus on what you can focus on and what you can control, which is what you bring to the audition. And, and that's all you can do. And the rest of it, you just you just got to drop it. Once you're done with that thing, don't dwell on it. Move on to the next thing, because if you know, you're going to dwell on stuff, then you're going to drive yourself crazy. So I think that's how you find that inner peace and, and sanity, because you can't take it home with you, can't take it seriously. It's, it's subjective. Man, it's based off a look or a type or this. So you can never take it personally. So that's that's kind of how I guess I look at the, the business and maybe that's why I've had sanity through, this, <laughs> through all this craziness. All right. Now, anybody who's listened to this show on a regular basis knows that I am a massive, massive superhero fan. And uh, in particular, uh, the characters of DC Comics, uh, you voiced characters in Young Justice. You've uh, actually appeared in uh, the Superman animated series, Lois and Clark. Uh, I, I was wondering if you could maybe share any stories of those experiences, as well as uh, what was it like to work with uh, James Hong on Lois and Clark? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, James. James Hong. Yeah. <laughs> um, no pan. Um, no, anyway, uh, the beauty about doing voiceover work is you don't have to go through the works. What I mean by that is you don't have to go through makeup or wardrobe or anything like that. You just come in as you are and, and you, you know, do the work. And it, I tell you, Young Justice was really fun. It was so cool. You know, I got to play different voices of, you know, accents and all that stuff. And uh, I think it was a Chinese guy and a, and a, and a Korean dude and in the same you know, episode, and uh, I got a chance to work with uh, Bruce Greenwood, Tim Curry. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, Danica McKellar um, from Wonder Years. Yay, Danica. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I had a great time. Uh, and like I said, voiceovers are just awesome. And then, you know, jumping forward to Lois and Clark, I mean, wow, 
it was such a blast because I had worked with Terry Hatcher on a film prior to me getting Lois and Clark. Uh, and it was shot in Portland. I think that's where you guys are based, right? Oh, uh, that's where I am. Oh, that's yes. where you are. Okay. Mm-hmm. I-, I like to say that I live in the crossfire between Flint and Saginaw, Michigan. Okay. So you're, <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> um, uh, so I worked on a film called Brain Smasher, A Love Story, which uh, also starred Andrew Dice Clay. Oh, my God. I know that movie. I remember. Yeah. 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 Classic. And uh, so when I arrived on the set of Lois and Clark, uh, she had recognized me right away and, and, and gave me a, um, a hug and all that. And she was really super. Um, and then you had Dean Cain, uh, who, who played uh, Clark Kent slash uh, Superman. Uh, and he was actually super. Um, he was really friendly and, and uh, you know, genuine guy. And, you know, I had no idea he was quarter Japanese. And his yeah. <laughs> surname was uh, Tanaka, I think. Oh, oh. oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's uh oh man, I I just had a blast on that show. So so much fun and 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 Dean Dean man, what a what a great guy. I got to uh, meet him here in Portland at a Comic-Con just a couple years ago and he was super friendly and uh I think my son was 4 years old at the time and he picked up my son and you know, engaged with him too and so yeah, yeah, just couldn't say anything mean about the guy. He's just super friendly. Yeah, real he's a real dude. You know, and, and, you know, I, I hate to say it, but there's, there's not many, you know, right. There's, there's not many in this, in this crazy business, because I think you have to have a screw loose to even be part of it. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was your auditioning process like for the credit kid part two? Uh, and if you can remember, what were they looking for in the character I've chosen? Yeah. I, I mean, I honestly, had no idea what what they were um, really looking for because the the casting director uh, who I I'd known for years she had cast me in um, Aloha Summer and then cast me in a, a film called Better Off Dead. So she told me initially says yeah make sure maybe you should slouch a little when you when you go in to meet the director because you know you're you're kind of tall and and that might be you might be too big for the character chosen. And, and so, um, you know, when I met uh, uh, John Abelson, uh, who was the director, man, I tell you, talk about uh, intimidating. <laughs> he was, you know, I mean, when you think about the films, uh, the, the King of the Underdogs, I mean, Rocky, Karate Kid, Lean on Me, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Save the Tiger. I mean, his his resume is, speaks for itself. But, um, yeah, it was so was funny because i walk into the office and and here he is with his uh eye to the to the video camera and pat had made mention a mention of this and he said uh he had described his first meeting with with john as the the one-eyed man because you know uh which i totally got he said yeah during the audition he would talk to you while looking through the viewfinder of his video camera so it was just talking to one eye it was funny (laughs) um but uh he first thing he said is um yeah i don't slouch i want you to be tall (laughs) i want you to be intimidating i said oh great thanks okay so you know i proceeded to straighten up and be this menacing guy and um 
you know, things worked out. And, and um, I, I remember uh, getting a chance to meet uh, Jerry Weintraub, uh, who is uh, one of the producers. And immediately I get this call back saying, oh, yeah, you, you, you booked the job. And, you know, this is from my agent. And I, I asked, oh, great. Um, do you know where it's shooting? And they said, oh, yeah, it's shooting in Hawaii. I said, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, even more happy that I know that they're shooting in Hawaii. So after I got that, I, I mean, I was on cloud nine because, I mean, I got to work with Pat Morita, um, who was just incredible. So I, I can go into talking about, you know, Ralph and, and working with Ralph and Pat. And it, it was uh it was great, dude. I, I, there's no egos, no attitude. It was, you know, about the work and, you know, coming in, I was such a huge fan of Karate Kid. Uh, I remember I was filming that movie I was talking about, Aloha Summer. And we were in Hawaii when uh, Karate Kid 1 was released. And I was really looking forward to seeing the film because, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a karate guy. So I remember going to a theater in Waikiki and, and watching the film and, and just loving it because, you know, the relationship and, and the, the chemistry between Ralph and Pat was just uh, undeniable. And and the, 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 the cast was really solid and having a, a really good bad guy, which was Billy Zapka, you know, it, it was it was just a, a wonderful experience. And then, you know, to, to work with, be able to work with somebody like Pat was, was, uh, was a dream come true because. Real quick, please tell me he was funny. Oh, man. <laughs> he, he, <laughs> he is really funny. Um, <laughs> Excellent. He is just, uh, he was just a hoot. And, you know, he was, a, he became kind of a mentor to me. He gave me tips on, and advice regarding acting and the business itself. And for that, I'm, I'll be forever grateful uh, to him for that and you know to to be fortunate to work with him on on two other films you know i i just couldn't ask for anything more and then i i got a chance to also work with you know screen vets like uh, danny kamikona who played my uncle and nobu mccarthy who was just a sweetheart she was the the nicest woman and you know, just a blessing to to be able to work with this this group of people. Um, and I, I got some funny stories about Danny. Danny was like a real uncle to me. He was so cool, you know. Um, and he and he and Pat loved to to hang out together and 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 pretty much close down Waikiki. <laughs> uh, I remember they asked me to, to go out with them one night, and uh, I, I said, "Well, you guys got I'm going to be." late are you it's no 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 we're not going to be that late come on let's go and so you know famous last words um <laughs> i i remember looking at the time uh, and it was 3 a.m and i'm thinking okay uh, don't get me wrong I, i'm having a great time but you know guys i, I kind of work tomorrow <laughs> and they said yeah 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 so do we so do we <laughs> let's let's go to the next spot and I said, oh my god okay i i gotta go but those guys just kept going and, and, you know, there were two peas in a pot and pot. And I, I really, I really miss those guys, you know, um, have, have nothing but love for, for those guys. And, and also working with, with Ralph, 
Um, you know, he was such a, a consummate professional, no attitude, just came in, did the work, friendly, nice, um, just a, just a joy to, to work with. You know, I haven't, I haven't seen him since, um, uh, I think it was Pat's memorial service. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, he's, you know, just, just a really good guy. Uh, oh, and I got, I can't forget about Tamlin working with Tamlin Tomita who played, uh, Kumiko. Yeah. She, she's okay. I'll tell you, she's like a, she's like a dude. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, you know, she is really like a, a, a person you could just hang out with, you know, and I, I'm married to a lady like that. So I, I think I can understand that. Yeah. 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 And, and she's, she's just a, just a genuinely nice person. And, you know, when she threw that tomato at me, she could actually throw, throw. <laughs> she, I mean, literally, I mean, I, she, she played, you know, sports and softball and whatever, but, but yeah, she, when she hit, throws that tomato, man, I, I remember the first, one of the takes, she threw that tomato so hard. It, it just like whizzed by my ear and you could hear the right by my, wow. you know, by my ear. I'm saying, okay, all right, take it easy there, buddy. <laughs> But um, she's really uh, uh, gracious, uh, intelligent, um, generous, talented. You know, not a bad thing to, to to say about her. You know, and she's I think working on the Good Doctor right now in, mm-hmm. in Vancouver, Canada. And um, you know, whenever she uh, is working up there, she she sometimes ch- tries to make it a point to to come down to um, visit me in Seattle because it's like a two and a half hour drive from Canada to, to Seattle. So she, you know, tries to come down and, you know, we get a chance to, to hang out either here uh, in Seattle or when um, I'm down in LA, I give her a call and we, we just meet up for dinner and hang out and, and uh, yeah, the, her and her boyfriend are just, just wonderful people. That's actually really cool because I always hear about how, actors kind of move on in they they have these uh relationships while on the shoot i i think it's really cool that 30 plus years later you guys are still really close yeah we're, we're buddies i mean literally she'll she'll call me up and say hey um i, I got this project that my friends are doing do, do you want to you know come down and, and play and hang out and do this i said oh yeah sure i'll come down and do that and then i had a project that somebody was talking to me about it. I said, Hey, let me call Tamlin, see if she'd be interested. So I called Tamlin. I said, Hey, I got this project that uh, this guy is doing. And do you want to jump on? And she goes, Oh yeah, okay, I'll do it. Yeah. So, you know, it's, we have this, this great relationship and, and I'll tell you, man, um, she, she always makes time for, for anybody. And uh, that's what I love about her. Yeah, you guys do seem really close. I've seen, you know, um, uh, we'll touch on only the brave if we have some time. But uh, you know, awesome Asian bad guys. Uh, there's this great clip on how to be chosen, or I forget the exact <laughs> the exact um, title of that video clip. But I wish that was a challenge. You know, like the chosen challenge. And you know, Tamlin, she got to kind of recreate that scene with you. I thought that was actually pretty funny stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's a good sport. And, uh, you know, I like that title, The Chosen Challenge. (laughs) You got something there. All right. Maybe we can get that started. Uh, (laughs) Were you given any directions on the character of Chosen? And how did you prepare yourself for that type of role? Uh, I just uh, thought of myself as uh, just the biggest (laughs) a-hole. 
that's what you know and, and you know the the wonderful thing about playing bad guys is that there's no lines right there's there's no demarcation line saying you got to stay within these lines to play this guy it's like no you can do whatever you want um because there's it's free reign pretty much um the it's up to the the director's um discretion to kind of rein you in but that's what i love about bad guys just you could do whatever so as far as you know my choices i just said you know i I, i'm not gonna limit myself on on things and and i'm just gonna enjoy and relish being a being a jerk and so the the whole smiling and enjoying this and 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 just just messing with with daniel i said you know what i'm enjoying this i i've i'm i'm relishing being this jerk and to this day i must have done something right because people still come up to me and say, Hey, you're that asshole. <laughs> it's, it, yeah, hey, hey, it's nice meeting you too. You know? <laughs> Real quick. You're not an asshole, but I vividly remember the first time watching karate kid part two, you scared the bejesus out of me, sir. So I, I want to thank you for, for scaring a little kid in his living room. Thank you. <laughs> oh, well, that's good. I did my job. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I, I, I've I heard of a story, I, I don't know the exact details, but there's a story out there, I believe you told in an interview about Pat coming to you and saying, hey, the filmmakers gave you more lines or something to that effect. Do you remember that story? And and then you, you went to an assistant director and it's like, hey, what, what's going on? I got more lines. I don't have time to prepare. Oh, I... I don't know if it was that piece. Okay. I think it was. I think it was some some other piece. I feel like he that, was messing with you, or was that? Oh, just... maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could have been where Pat, because you know, on on any show, you're always going to have people pulling practical jokes, and you know, it it, it could have been Pat. I mean, if memory serves, if it, it it doesn't surprise me, um, but yeah, I think Pat would do that kind of stuff where he would say, Hey, um, they're, they're changing the character, the dialogue and, and they added a bunch of stuff in a monologue or something. And I said, what, you know, and then, you know, I go up and, and talk to, you know, the AD and uh, the assistant director. And they said, what are you talking about? That's all you have. I said, Oh yeah. (laughs) So, you know, that's the kind of stuff that, that kind of happens on sets, but, in real life, yeah, there was there was an incident uh, on another show where they literally gave me a huge scene that they wanted me to uh, shoot that morning, and they just handed oh here you go here's new new material and like looking at it, I said no this is a joke right this is a jo-. no it's for real it's like oh so that kind of stuff does happen on on shows where you get this multiple pages of of dialogue changes and all that stuff so. I think that's where you have to kind of always be prepared. So thank God I was a Boy Scout. Um, <laughs> so you just you just gotta you know go with it. And um, so I guess when when Pat said that, it's it wasn't hard to believe. Now you mentioned that you were a, a big fan of the original Karate Kid. You were anticipating watching it for the first time and, and all this. Uh, did you have any kind of uh, almost like pressure? on your shoulders or did the entire cast and crew 
have pressure on their shoulders trying to live up to this movie that, I mean, it was, it's one of the biggest sleeper hits that I can recall in, in my memory. Yeah. I, I guess I didn't feel any pressure because, you know, I think, you know, maybe it's just my naivete. Um, maybe it was just being happy it being, <sighs> it being in Hawaii. Um, you know, understandable. Yeah. I mean, I, didn't really think about all that stuff, any pressure or anything like that, you know, so I, I can't, I can't say I felt any, you know, I just, uh, you know, you, you always think in life, you let the cards fall where they may. So I think that's, that was my attitude. It's like, I, you know, I didn't know how big it was going to be. You know, I love the, the first one and I was probably just happy just to be there, but you know, it, it all comes with uh, uh, preparation and doing your doing your homework. And, and um, so when you come on a set, you're, you're ready to go. So having pressure or anything like that, I guess I didn't think about it. Now, one of my favorite scenes of all of the Karate Kid movies is the ice break scene. What mm-hmm. do you uh, recall from filming that, that scene and maybe how the, the ice was rigged? Was it real ice or? Oh yeah, yeah. It was it was ice, and then they they put in this um, like a plexiglass piece that looked like that was made from ice, and so when they hit the the ice, it would stop at a certain one, oh. so you couldn't break through all. Oh, sorry, all six. <laughs> <laughs> I have to throw that in there. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, so that's kind of uh, how they they um, work that because you know uh, the the ice itself was was not very thick, so and it was tall, so you know the the length had a lot to do with how you know easy it was to you know break those things because you know um, if it was fat it would have been a little tougher, but it was not very um, thick thick ice, so. Um, you know, my daughter probably could have broken it. <laughs> I'm sure she's very oh. strong. Oh, yes, yes, she's Hollywood a gymnast. illusion shattered. Sorry. <laughs> did it, did it ta- uh, yeah. Was it more than one take? How many? Do you recall if there was uh, multiple takes of that um, Ralph breaking the ice? Yeah, there was a there was a multiple takes. Um, yeah, it took a, it took a while, so you had to break the ice a lot. All right, uh, so we reviewed only the Brave on our show for a special uh, Veterans Day episode. Uh, what was it like to reunite with Pat Morita and Tamlin uh, Tamita? Uh, it was great. Um, God, uh, Pat, I think that was toward the end of uh, Pat's career. Um, I think um, he was probably pretty ill at the time, mm. um, but still, he was just such a... Uh, a trooper, you know, because I know he was not feeling the best, but he would still be there, standing there, being uh, a consummate pro, and you know, not complaining, just doing the work. But uh, I'm just so fortunate to have the opportunity to to work with him on multiple occasions, um, and then also seeing Tamlin, uh, she was great. Had, had a lot of fun working with her and. You know, as and the cast as a whole, I, I think we, we were all there for the right reason. It wasn't about uh, ego. It wasn't about any financial gain or anything like that. We just believed in the project and loved the story. 
So, um, you know, it was it was just a wonderful set. People really uh, busted their ass on that show, you know, working long hours and and sometimes under not so great conditions. But it was just uh, a really group effort, you know, uh, and uh, God, it was it was a blast because, you know, how often do you get a chance to, you know, uh, fire these World War II weapons and, <laughs> and play play army men, really. I, I honestly I, I looked at that movie and I'm thinking, man, that's every little boy's dream. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know how many blanks we went through, but it was a, probably a record. Um <laughs> yeah, but it was fun. It was so much fun. I, I really enjoyed that movie because of the ties to, you know, the Karate Kid and um that's actually how you and I were, you know, hooked up because Michael Sun Lee is somebody uh you know was in that movie with you and I've interviewed him uh, you know a number of years ago. Yeah. And and you know, I love Michael. Um all the guys, you know, from from Jason Scott Lee to Mark Koskas, yes, Aaron Takahashi, uh John Kuyama, uh Garrett Sato um the Ken Choi the list goes on and you know it was it was such a a joy it's like you're coming to work but it's not really work you know because you get to hang out with these these really cool dudes yeah your character on that movie was uh, very different from chosen obviously and uh I was I I didn't get a good read on it but was he kind of like a ladies man you know teaching women how to dance or something oh no he was that was his uh, sisters. He was dancing. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He was showing him how to dance and 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 all that. But uh, I was the older brother and two younger sisters, and uh, you know, going off to war and you know, it was. It was it, I think I came from that perspective of I, I'm the man of the house and I have to leave to to go off to war because um, you know the, the the there was no father figure there. So basically, it seemed like I was the father slash older brother to the my two sisters. And I think, um, you know, uh, Takayo Fisher, you know, playing my mom, uh, she was she was a, a really solid actress uh, to work with. Um, so I, you know, it was once again, it didn't feel like work. Right. <sighs> Well, um, as we get ready to wrap up, we um, you know have a couple more questions to ask of you. Uh, you mentioned Better Off Dead. Uh, I have had the opportunity to uh, interview Diane Franklin twice, who was also in that movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Do you have any memories uh, with her or John Cusack, you know, on or off uh, the camera? Not really. I mean, that was a, a, a long time ago. But Di- Diane is really sweet. She's uh, such a sweet lady, uh, and it was fun working with uh, Dan Schneider and and Diana Diane Franklin and and uh, John Cusack. A funny thing was uh, he hated Better Off Dead and didn't want anything to do with it after shooting and all that stuff. I, I think he finally came around and embraced the film years later. Um, but, uh, yeah, John was, once again, you know, all those guys were, were really good folks. I, I didn't have any issues with any of those people. And, and I can't really say there was anything funny or, or crazy, um, that happened on the set for, for me, but I was just excited because 
I don't know if you knew this, but Savage Steve Holland, who directed the film, mm-hmm. uh, he was one of the guys responsible for um, bringing the the Whammy character to the game show Press Your Luck. Oh, oh, did I know really? that? Yeah, yeah. And growing up watching that show, I said, dude, that's the dude that did Whammy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that show. What did they say on that show? Um, and No, no Whammy's End. Yeah, right? Real quick, uh, what is the Paper Tigers and what can our listeners expect to hear about it? Uh, Paper Tigers is a uh, film that I'm uh, currently producing. Uh, so uh, a few years ago, the director slash writer of the film, Bal Tran, who's from Seattle and who I met here and I worked with on a couple of other films up here, asked me to help with uh, producing the Paper Tigers um, well, the film revolves around uh, three childhood friends who have a falling out in their youth, and uh, later on they must uh, they they have to come uh, uh, reunite after their master dies under suspicious circumstances, and they have to uh, avenge his death. Uh, the 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 problem is the they're now middle aged and and out of shape. <laughs> underdog story oh i want to see this so badly yeah and uh <laughs> yeah so uh it, it's it's got a, a lot of heart and uh a, a lot of kung fu if if you go to the the paper tigers movie.com you can you know see the trailer and we're still trying to raise money so any investors out there any investor help we can get would be greatly appreciated because as you know any independent film it takes a village to make things happen and that concludes our conversation with Mr. Yuji Okamoto. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed that because we had such a blast talking to him. I'm ashamed to admit I'm a little starstruck, sir. Oh, I am too. I mean, this uh, again, I mean, I can't speak for you, but speaking to him was huge for me. Uh, again, I grew up on the Credit Kid Part 2. Right? And that's kind of weird to say, but I mean, I'll kind of rephrase it as that's the one that I watched the most. And so... When he says all six, you know, I, I laughed hysterically because I, I got that. You know, the inflection, you know, it was like he snapped in the character. Uh, that was quite amazing for me. Well, not only that, but the fact that I told him that he terrified me as a small child. And he's, <laughs> his reaction was, okay, I must have done something right. Yeah. I, I would not have expected anything less. Yeah, I mean, that, that's what you wanted from a bad guy, right? He yes. he did what he was supposed to do. If he scared you, he, obviously his character was effective. Uh, Chosen was to be feared. I mean, the, the in Credit Kid Part 2, for those that have not seen it in a very long time, the stakes were raised. This was oh, about life and oh. death. Yeah, I, I, I thought Daniel was going to die. Yeah, well, I I don't know about that. I mean, it's it's a PG movie, Tom, uh, but also okay. But I'm, I'm looking at this from a ten year old's <laughs> point of view. Sure, okay, that's fair. Uh, but also, you know, we we had not seen at this point a female being hit. You know, chosen smacks uh, Kumiko, you know, in the face. Not cool. No, you know, but but that's that's his character. But oh gosh, you know, there's just so much more questions that we could have asked, but um. You know, the, the character of Chosen, there's just so many layers there. And, you know, I, I, I know your Johnny Lawrences and your Mike Barnes, they have their layers too. But, 
you know, I, I was, if we could have, uh, you know, gotten more story of like the character of Chosen and Sato, like why, why is, why does he work for Sato? Where, where is Chosen's parents? You know, things like that. I would have loved to have known more if, if Mr. Okamoto had, you know, kind of like retconned his own backstory. Yeah. And, uh, no matter what, I just want to thank you. Thank you so much for, uh, just taking the time to speak with us. That was awesome. Absolutely. I mean, thanking him is like the least of it. Like, I, I don't even know what else. Send him a basket of, of you know, fruits. <laughs> like, like, thank you for coming on the show. <laughs> yeah. It's no, uh, just the fact that he is expanding his time. He's obviously a busy guy, as are we all. And no, I mean, I, I, I'm starstruck. I, I really am. Yeah, I, you know, personally, I just, I cannot thank him enough for giving us this amazing opportunity to hear those stories. Um, I, I don't know if there's like a behind the scenes of the credit hit part two. Uh, actually, I, I feel like I might have seen some things, but I mean, it's even cooler to hear from the man himself. Absolutely. So let's, uh, let's go ahead and wrap this up, uh, Peter. Where can people find you? They can find me in a number of places, but before we get to that real quick, the Paper Tigers project that uh, he produced or producing uh, will include links in the show notes if you guys want to look further into that project and also uh, the locations of his Kona Kitchen uh, restaurant. If you're in the Washington area, uh, the two locations are in Seattle and also in Linwood. But to answer your question, Tom, listeners can find our show uh, on any you know podcasting app of your choice. You can find us on Twitter at Cobra Kai Pod, on Instagram Cobra Kai Podcast, but also most importantly, our amazing Facebook group page. Just search www. Cobra Kai period. TV A and B group, and you spell out the words period. Uh, recently, we've done a couple live videos. Um, my 18 year old son, uh, you know, visited one evening, and then him and I went live to discuss the Cobra Kai season two teaser. Which at one point, Mr. Hayden Schlossberg uh, said hello from the big three, so that was really nice of him to kind of chime in. Um, and also, Mr. Matt Lewis, who played Ron, the uh, president of the uh, all-Valley Karate Committee, uh, Tournament Committee, he joined me for a live commentary of that episode 7 that he was in. Uh, and that was a lot of fun, too. After we got, you know, away from the technical difficulties, you know, to get everything started. But uh, it looked like the uh, members in our group had a lot of fun. There was like over 200 some odd comments, 100, I don't know, 12 or so people that, that tuned in, um, at least the last time that I looked. So, uh, yeah, check our group out if you're looking for a good time, you know, to, uh, to kind of talk Cobra Kai with other people, Karate Kid as well. Uh, but, Tom, where can listeners find you if not related to Cobra Kai or Karate Kid? On uh, Twitter, you can find me at The Drunken Dork. On Facebook, you can find me on Jake and Tom Conquer the World. Uh, beyond that, uh, I am, uh, I have to admit, I'm kind of a lurker. Mm-hmm. That it? 
<laughs> I thought you guys say it. more than that's that. It. Okay. That's it. You, you you can lurk sometimes, but hey, we're we're uh, we're busy, uh, and not everybody has you know free time to uh, roam the interwebs. Um, but you know, for me, you know, during this interview, we discussed uh, Better Off Dead. Tom, you joined me on my show Podstalgic to review that, uh, along with all four Karate Kid movies. So if you guys are into retro movie reviews, check out my movie podcast called Podstalgic, which you can also find on Twitter and Instagram at Podstalgic. So thank you guys for your guys' continued support. Uh, if you're a newer listener, I hope you guys go back and check out some of the amazing interviews we've had with um, you know cast members from the Karate Kid movies and also Cobra Kai. So thanks, you guys, and we'll see you guys next time. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Cortem Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Cortem Parts shows, visit CortemArts.com. Yeah, I, I just remember uh, Daryl back in the day when uh, I saw him in Karate Kid, and uh, his martial arts was on point. That was uh, his kicks were amazing. Yeah, um, he was found at some tournament, I believe, he said. And, you know, the filmmakers were there, and they just went up to him and was like, hey, you want to be in a movie? <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. As simple as that.